0: Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawik, and let's get started. With me today, I have my incredible classmate, Michael. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I don't know. I, I like I like sharing stuff about myself. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I I feel like this is a very good topic to talk about. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: I have to be a little honest. I so you and I were on radiology together like last month mm-hmm. and I think I asked you to be on the podcast towards the end of radiology. Mm-hmm. I had been building up to it the entire time though. That- <laughs> I entered radiology with the goal of asking you to be on the podcast. What? Because, like, some people had told me, like, Hannah, mm-hmm. previous guest Hannah, had mentioned that she had told you about the podcast. So I knew there was, like, could be some interest there. Mm-hmm. But I, like, had to build up the courage. Because you and I hadn't really talked yeah. a ton before then. It
1: was, it was actually kind of funny because Hannah, because after Hannah did it, because Hannah's my yeah. roommate, so... After Hannah did it, she asked me, she was like, would you be interested? Because um, she might ask. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, of course. And mm-hmm. then I'm not glad there was like a period where I was like, is she going to ask? I was like, <laughs> but I didn't want to be like, hey, can I be on your podcast? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to like... So I'm glad we were oh, both yeah. probably for a couple weeks at least doing a little song and dance. Yeah. Of, like, is it going to happen? Sussing each other Yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah.
0: Well, I always love it if people ask to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. My answer will always be yes. Okay. And any listeners out there (laughs) if i haven't asked you it's probably because i'm nervous to ask (laughs) um so offer if you want to be on it
1: i will start laying laying the chum for people and tell you tell them to start asking Mm -hmm. because i feel like there's a lot of people that realistically would love to share something you know what i mean yeah
0: and i think everyone has a story to give yeah and i realize this is a very public podcast so someone might think that I'm super comfortable with asking anyone, but sometimes we all get a little nervous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a
1: little social anxiety,
0: <laughs> if you will. Medical so,
1: students with social anxiety, yeah. no. Oh my never. gosh,
0: who would have thought? I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Michael, thank mm-hmm. you for being here. Thank you. Why don't you tell us all a little bit about your relationship status and history?
1: Okay. So my relationship status, I am... Well, first off, I'm going to start with a little bit about myself. Great. Um, Okay. So I am originally from a very small town in northern Michigan. I am gay. I came out when I was at a very young age, like somewhere around, I think, eighth grade going into ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, I fortunately had a good experience with that. Something that I feel like if people were to look back at it, there'd probably be things that people would be like, oh, that was unfortunate and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But in going through it, I felt a lot of support with it. Awesome. So I'm very, I'm very comfortable with my identity. And then, um, so yeah, so that's kind of my background. Mm -hmm. Um, my relationship status is I'm currently dating Ryan. Uh, I've known Ryan. So my history with Ryan, very interesting. (laughs) Um, so after I graduated undergrad, I, well, actually COVID happened, right? Mm -hmm. COVID, COVID, you know, rocked the world. And I was in Spain and I actually was dating my ex at the time. Mm -hmm. And then we were nothing, we, at that point we weren't something, anything really serious. But then what ended up happening was with COVID and like job issues, basically long story short, I ended up moving to Atlanta Okay. Lived with him during COVID.
0: Okay. and it This can't... ex of yours. Yes,
1: okay. yes. My ex. Um, we're still really good friends. Okay. But basically what ended up happening is throughout it, and when I was, so I knew I got into medical school, things were going great. So we knew that there was an end date of me living in Atlanta. Yeah. And we knew early, we, we both agree that early on, earlier than me leaving Atlanta, that like emotionally we were done. Okay. Like emotionally, like we were still good okay. friends, but emotionally we were not. We just weren't... We were not good for each other in, re- okay. in a relationship. But we still dated because it was easier to be like,
0: mm-hmm. let's just
1: kind of date. Because it was like four months. Like, it was like yeah. four months left. And it was like, do I just leave for the four months? Do I go back to yeah. Michigan? Do I just... You know, so it was a really awkward timeline for the last couple of months where I think we basically were just kind of like, let's just convince ourselves that we're still in a relationship. But, mm-hmm. like, the the emotion was not there. Okay. Um. So... My last, my last hurrah was 4th of July Mm -hmm. before going to med school. Mm -hmm. I went to Provincetown. It's a big party affair. Um, Mm -hmm. This was during the one month that we thought COVID was going to be over.
0: (laughs) Oh, right. Because I remember that summer before we started med school. It was like the summer of freedom. Mm -hmm. And then we came back and everyone's like,
1: JK. Yep. The day I drove here, it was like, that's when we got the email saying masks were mandatory again. I was like, ugh. (laughs) But yeah, so we had one month of freedom. Okay. And so while we were there, um, basically I was like, I don't know, I loved my time in Atlanta. It was very fun and I Mm -hmm. knew, but I was ready to go to somewhere that's a little bit more professional, like med school. Yeah. Um, But I knew I was going to miss the kind of more fun, free living lifestyle. Yeah. And so it was kind of my last hurrah. And basically I met Ryan Mm -hmm. when he was there. Mm -hmm. Um, We, his house was kind of like down the street. His house was like one of the big party houses like everyone go there afterwards um um if anyone listening to this knows what p-town's like it's it's intense um it's fun but um so so we met and it was very casual it was like very very we got along great Mm -hmm. i got along great with his friends while we were there we got along very 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 well but it still was very like you know what am i there was not even a thought of like where is this gonna go you know what I mean I
0: can see like in that setting like you're there to have fun you meet this person you're not really thinking Mm -hmm. super far in the future
1: yeah and so it was it was pretty much like that it was very very fun but at the Mm -hmm. same time yeah like I said and at that point I still was kind of in the mindset of like I was still technically dating my ex. you know what I mean it wasn't actually until I moved to med school that that's when it was like the relationships done done because we didn't live with each other anymore yeah but it was like i don't know i just the easiest way to describe it is that i had to kind of mentally tell myself that the relationship wasn't done until i left because Mm -hmm. otherwise like i wouldn't have felt comfortable there you know yeah like it was like living too
0: awkward living there yeah yeah
1: so so yeah so me and ryan met And then had a great time, like an absolutely amazing time in P-Town. We were both there for a week, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I ended up hanging out with him and his friends, like, every night, pretty much.
0: This sounds like a movie. It literally was. I'm (laughs) not
1: kidding. It actually felt, it actually felt like one of, I can't explain, like, we, at one time we, like, went, it was like a moonlit night. We went and, like, laid on the beach and, like, just, like, talked. And it was very, it was just very, very calming and very comforting. Uh Um, so yeah, it was very nice. And then, but it was, like I said, we were there for like five or six days. So like, okay. it was still enough time to kind of get to know him. Yeah. And towards the end of the week, it was kind of like, you know, like, okay, I like this guy, but like, I, you know, where's it go? So mm-hmm. we just kept texting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I got back to Atlanta. He got back to New Jersey, he lives in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, he got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so he was home for, like, basically a week. And he got COVID bad. Like, okay. he was, like, down and out. Like, kind of borderline delirious. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, at that point I stopped working because it was, like, my last month, you know? Yeah. So, like, we just, like, talked a lot. Yeah. Like, we just talked all the time. hmm And... And then basically what ended up happening was we just kept chatting and chatting and then me and my ex officially broke up. Mm-hmm. It was still a very like emotional experience because yeah. like we were, like I said, we're still very good friends now, mm-hmm. but it was rocky. I'll say that. It, mm-hmm. So it was an interesting kind of mindset that I was in. because I was like, I mean, I like Ryan a lot, but, and I'm over this past relationship, but it's still emotionally affecting me. It was very yeah. confusing.
0: Well, it sounds like there's a lot there. And I think sometimes the relationships where you can't. Blame someone mm-hmm. for messing it up. You can't yeah. say you did X, Y, Z, so I'm going to leave you. Like, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's almost harder when it's like a f- amicable like dissolution. Yeah. of a relationship, it's hard to wrap your mind around. It that.
1: really is because, like, it was like in like I want to say that I should at least say it wasn't necessarily. I wouldn't say amicable. Okay, but I would say there wasn't. I don't think there was any part that was like you're more wrong then I'm wrong or anything. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily the nicest, most like pleasant kumbaya yeah. kind of thing, <laughs> but there was no, like it's, in, it's your fault yeah. or my fault. kind of okay. thing. We both just knew this isn't going to work. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was just like, we do not at, in a, in a romantic way. And we just, we just yeah. aren't good for each other. Yeah. So, so it's still kind of very similar in the mm-hmm. sense that like, there wasn't really an event that was like, this is the end. This mm-hmm. is why, like mm-hmm. this was the final straw, nothing like that. Um, So yeah, so and then me and Ryan just kind of casually talked, and after a couple weeks, like he we I don't even I'm trying to think it it was just happened so casually, and that's what's Mm -hmm. what's weird. Usually, I'm someone who like builds things up in my mind so much that Mm -hmm. like I don't want things to go wrong or I have expectations, and then they come crumbling, and I like I'm like I lose it. But like it was just so casual, and then one time he was like, "Could I like come visit?" Maybe I asked him. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. And then since then, it's been, and that was, like, the first week, or first month, maybe, like, August, maybe early September. Okay. And since then, it's just been now a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Since then.
0: Wow. Yeah. So here we are. Yep. That is an incredible origin story. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. A, there was a lot of emotion, and I'm sure yeah. it, there'll be other things I, I can. I'll probably come back to in that because that was a very big part of my first year in transition yeah. to med school.
0: Oh my gosh, I can imagine. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about that.
1: Ask anything, anything okay, at all. Okay,
0: okay. So first of all, starting off med school in this brand new relationship. What is that? Those are two very, very big things Mm -hmm. to start simultaneously. (laughs) Yeah,
1: starting med school. So for anyone that um, is listening to this that's in our class or not in our class and knows me, it was actually very... I'll give a little bit more detail because it was... (laughs) It was a little bit um, intense. So basically, I said me and my ex broke up, but the day we broke up was actually fully broke up was the day before i moved here okay and he was actually supposed to help me move in oh um and basically things went south and i was like i'm done we're, we're good like this is whatever this is the end whatever mm-hmm. so it was really so i literally ended up moving myself yeah. um like i said we are really good friends now yeah time has passed really good friends we yeah. were really good friends it's just not good dating yeah. um And so it was very interesting because I started med school Mm -hmm. with also feeling like my time in Atlanta, because it was so tied to my ex the entire, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I lived there with him. It just felt like a chapter in my life was so, like, immediately just stopped. Like, cut off from my life. And then I came here and we were in the first weeks of, like, get to know people.
0: Yeah. And
1: it was fun and exciting, but then it was really confusing because then I was like, I don't know, it was just hard because I was like, so much of my, like, past two years had just kind of...
0: It's a huge switch yeah. where you're like, you've, you feel like you've walked into a dream mm-hmm. and you're like, this, this can't be my real life. Yep. Not that it's bad, it's just so it's different, so different from, yeah. from anything else. And you're suddenly meeting a whole new cast of characters that are supposed to fill up all of your life. And you're like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. I don't know any of this environment. Mm-hmm. My entire previous life, gone can't ever revisit it again. You're like, what have I stepped into?
1: It is, yeah. It was it was just a lot. And, like, at the same time, because, like, everyone was very nice. And everyone's very, like, I, any, I haven't met anyone in our class that I feel like has been any form of, like, a bad or mean person. So everyone was super nice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, do I kind of talk about what happened? Like, you know you what I just mean? just went through. And it was also really interesting because my, my roommate last year, Trevor, shout out to Trevor, mm-hmm. love you, um, <laughs> he actually... I was talking to him for months before, and he knew that my ex was going to help me move in, so okay. I had to, and I'm pretty sure we talked about, he asked me, like, what time, like, we, plural, yeah. me and my ex, were going to get there, and I was like, yeah, funny story's not coming. Yeah. Um, so, it was, so it was kind of interesting. There was just a little bit of, like, how do I kind of impression management this with being honest, but also not being, like, like, you know what I mean, first yeah. day, it's a lot. Yeah. So kind of uh but what helped me a lot actually and this is why i think ryan and i have been so strong and so good is that ryan was very supportive mm-hmm. like very 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 i can't express enough how mm-hmm. supportive he was mm-hmm. he was very he was not like pushy at all he mm-hmm. was very um because i was nervous cause it was weird because i was like i like ryan i would like yeah. to explore this but at the same time i still had sort of like things to get over with my ex. After about a month went by, the first month it was very easy for me to be distracted by med school things. You know, meeting new people, starting new classes, and like there's always a bunch of new stuff. Orientation, before you start to feel like you get any form of rhythm. Mm -hmm. So once I finally got, I felt like I got a rhythm, which is probably about a month in, that's when outside of med school things started kind of coming back. So that's when the feeling of sort of realizing that I was not over something that happened with my ex. The way me and my ex ended, just, like, sort of, kind of, I, that was when I kind of realized that emotionally we had been done for a while, but we just kind of forced our way through it. Mm-hmm. And it was just a lot that, like, it was a lot to process, because at the same time, like, I still really like my ex as a person. Yeah. And Ryan, um, and I, I don't know if I did that, I don't know if I brought it up, or if Ryan brought it up, but um, at one point, Ryan basically... Um, supported the idea of going back to Atlanta and like at some point when I when I had free time and like kind of like talking to my ex and I also mm-hmm. I also went to visit my friend but like also in that trip to talk to to talk to my ex and it wasn't like the best interaction but it was still very helpful for me mm-hmm. to have some type of, of closure in a sense me and my me and my ex we, it was still a long road before we became good friends mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to the point where like now it, it, it's completely night and day. But Ryan was very supportive in that. He... And I was nervous that, like, as I got closer to Ryan, um, was Ryan going to... When I finally admitted that I was having some issues with my... With what happened with my ex, would Ryan be like, oh, you know, sort of like, you're, why are you still interested in your ex? Perceive it as, like, that I am interested in him, or just something, and then not be interested in pursuing anything. Yeah. So yeah. that was terrifying. And he was... yeah. Basically, he he. There was not one part of that that I ever felt that he mm-hmm. felt that way.
0: Like you, you were like. It's not like he was getting scared away. Exactly. By your history or yeah. Okay, that's great having such a supportive partner.
1: <laughs> they, <laughs> Can't yeah. get
0: over it. Like it sounds like he had the emotional maturity mm-hmm. to see you not just as like a potential romantic partner, but as like a whole human being mm-hmm. who had just gone through a lot. Mm-hmm like, ending this long, like, serious relationship, starting medical school in this, like, brand new world. Like, that's a lot of change in your life all yeah. at once. And it sounds like he wasn't being pushy or jealous or possessive. He was just there for you, like, supporting you the way anyone should.
1: Yeah, he was a very, like, in terms of, like, just, like, being a good friend in that sense, um, yeah. one thing that he said from the beginning mm-hmm. is that he um, realistically wanted... because. Ryan is is like like I said I'm trying to think I he's turning 35 I believe we're not really that big about birthdays Um, (laughs) but um, he's I think he's turning 35 yes and so he's older than me and he went through he went through law school so Mm. similar in terms of like going to grad school understanding that side of things same kind of um ex- very being very accept accepting of ourselves in terms of our identity. So we have some similarities in that sense. And one thing he always said and he said this from the beginning is that he was very excited to watch me grow, mm-hmm. which was very very like it's something that people say but like at the same time it's harder it's easier said than done. Yeah. Absolutely. But this was something that really did kind of I don't know show that he really actually did feel that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was excited to watch me grow, not only in terms of my career, but also like personal, like yeah. personal growth and, you know, sort of being there to support me and actually mm-hmm. wanting me as a person to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is what he actually thought in the meantime. I don't know if like, you know, but, it, but looking back at it, it's what mm-hmm. he was doing regardless. Yeah. Even if he doesn't realize he was doing it for me, like that is what I felt, which yeah. is the best feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so he's been, I don't know, He's been very nice. He's been, he's been, it's been, it's been like, I I was saying that like it kind of, it, a lot of like the cliches in terms of relationships, Mm -hmm. like I was, like I believed in love and all those kind of things, but like Mm -hmm. the very cliches, I was like, "Eh, yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: I (laughs) don't like, no, I'm too cheesy for me, whatever. But a lot of the cliches I feel, I feel and still do feel Mm -hmm. very strongly with, with Ryan in the sense that like he, like I do feel like he actually is there to support me as a person, Mm -hmm. I do feel that, like, I want to be a better person for him. Yeah. um, Which is a weird feeling that I feel like I've never felt before. Like, I've never, like, (laughs) like, I mean, like, I've always wanted to be a better person for myself. But actually to really Mm -hmm. deeply want to be a better person so you can support someone else in a very deep and meaningful way Mm -hmm. is, I've never really felt in yeah. that sense. Maybe for my family, but not, but I don't even know. Not, not, I not I love my family. We're very close, but not, yeah. but uh, yeah. So it's, it's different. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, and something we had mentioned briefly before too, is like kudos to you for having the emotional wherewithal and like understanding of yeah. yourself to find a partner who can be so supportive or not even a partner at that point. It was just, like, a person yeah. in your life to be such a supportive, like, positive and powerful presence through such a time of change.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. That was, because like, it's hard, I mean, for med students and a lot of mm-hmm. people, like, to kind of just give yourself the, I don't know, the, the grace and acknowledgement of of decisions that you made that kind of have helped yourself? I don't know. I feel like looking back, it's much easier yeah. in the moment. Did I feel like I was really doing that and, like, knowing yeah. myself? No. I just felt like I was kind of just realistically just winging it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I got very lucky. I know for a fact that there was still a good bit of luck in that. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I think that's something that gives people, maybe in our that we know uh-huh. like, in our class or just in our age group in general, a lot of anxiety. Cause it's kind of like you're at that age. Like we we tend to be very serious people for the uh-huh. most part. Like we're planning our lives so far in advance that when you think about choosing a romantic partner, some like single folks that I've talked to they're they think through very serious things. Uh-huh. Like I'm looking for something super serious, something for the long term, which is a lot of commitment, which I completely understand. I think if I were single right now, I'd be doing the exact yeah. same thing. Um, but like with you and kind of with me, like our relationships were somewhat serendipitous. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of progressed that way. And it's not like all relationships start that way. I was just talking to a classmate where, you know, they've only been dating for a handful of months, but they're already very serious. And I think mm-hmm. it's because they've already aligned on those values. Yeah. So I think sometimes those paths just it just unfold. kinda folds.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's kinda one of those things of just like finding the right person, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense of like I don't know, just because, like, I, there's something... In my past relationships, like, I've tried to be a better person. I've mm-hmm. tried to grow and learn. And, like, I've always learned. But yeah. I still... At one point, I feel like I got kind of discouraged because I was like... I Like, I was like, do I have to go through ten different relationships before I learn enough about myself that mm-hmm. I can be good enough in a... Re-? You know what I mean? To where yeah. I'm, like, a, a positive... More than not just positive influence, positive force in it. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like, especially at the end of my last relationship, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm never gonna, like, I'm gonna have to take a super long break from dating because, Mm -hmm. like, I just feel like I do not have, whatever formula is out there for me, I have not, I'm nowhere Mm -hmm. near it. Mm -hmm. But with Ryan, I don't know, it just, it felt natural. Yeah. It really did feel natural Mm. in terms of just, there were so many things that I, that I've learned work for me Mm -hmm. not because I've gone the hard path and had to learn the hard way Mm -hmm. but actually just because they've worked with him yeah which is very lucky Mm -hmm. very very lucky Mm -hmm. so like I don't know I feel like everyone like pay attention to the things that work well just as much as the things that don't work well just because you can kind of learn like I don't know I think it's easier for us to focus on the bad you know what I mean focus Mm -hmm. on the oh I shouldn't have done that they shouldn't have done that I shouldn't be with someone like that Rather than like, okay, this worked, mm-hmm. this really, this, this, this very like nuanced thing work, like that, what does that mean for me? Yeah. You know?
0: How can that play out mm-hmm. in my life in the long term? Yeah. Um, something we had spoken about in terms of being supportive with your partners and kind of them inspiring you to be better, but also them being supportive and it just working out is, um, that I'm finding with rotations is how hard it is for For me to feel like I'm being as supportive of Dylan as he's being supportive of me. Um, Like, a few weeks ago on rotations, I was feeling utterly useless. Like, I couldn't help with anything. And it's not because the attendings or the residents were being mean. Like, everyone was really nice. And I felt like it was a positive culture um, there. But, you know we were trying or I was watching these attendings read chest x-rays. I was not helping <laughs> because I was looking at it, I was like, is this normal? Or do they have pneumonia? Or is they are they is that cancer? Are they about to die? I could not tell you.
1: It's radiology. Despite
0: radiology. <laughs> and despite, you know, going to the lectures and doing the homework and doing the prep work, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And You know, you just kind of feel useless Mm -hmm. for a lot of the day. And then you go home, and you study some more. And you study really hard things that you still maybe don't totally understand. (laughs) And then by the end of the night, I'll FaceTime Dylan. And he's like, how was your day? And I'm like, it was fine. (laughs) And that's it. And he's like, well, how was it fine? Like, do you want to elaborate? And I'm like, (laughs) no. You know? And and I feel so bad because I... It, it's hard to give more in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then he's, you know, so nice and supportive. And when I say supportive, I mean, he says, I understand, like, it's okay. You don't have to explain it all. And if you do, I'm always here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay if you want to talk my ear off about everything you saw today, or, or it's okay if it was too much mm-hmm. and you just don't have the energy. So, like, that's what I mean when I say he's being supportive. Yeah. Um,
1: and I mean, I think that's really... Well, first, I, I one thing that, like... I should say, and it's easier for me to say to you than to Mm -hmm. say to myself, but in terms of just like the stage that we're in in life and how busy we are, um, it's, it's the amount of support that we have, like that we're, the amount of energy we have to giving the type of support that we want to give is much more limited. So even if in that limited time, we're giving as much as we can, Mm -hmm. it's still the support we can give in that moment. Yeah. So like, I do want to say that realistically you're giving the support that you need to it's just right now it's hard because we have such limited time yeah but i mean i feel that like i with ryan i have days where i might leave clinic i'm super excited i'm like let me tell you about all the things i did super super excited and then some days i'll be exhausted Mm -hmm. and i'll be tired Mm -hmm. and it it like it'll be sometimes where we're so busy where it might be like really like two days where we haven't had a good conversation Mm -hmm. and then i'm on the phone Mm -hmm. and i'm like I've wanted to talk so badly and now I just don't have the energy to, you know, like Uh, I, mm -hmm. and I feel almost bad for myself. Mm -hmm. And then Ryan is, but Ryan's been very supportive. Like he'll, you know, he'll ask me more questions. And then if I still can't get anything out, he will, he'll start talking about his day more. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And start letting me know about his day. And if that's still something that doesn't kind of cheer me up, in a sense, or at least get me out of that headspace, Yeah. then I'll be like, okay, we need to just kind of end, like, like let's reconvene tomorrow mm-hmm. when I've had time to, like, decompress. Yeah. Which is very, very, for me, very supportive. I think the one thing with Ryan that is probably one of the most helpful things for me that no one else has done, and it's no one else's fault, no <laughs> one just,
0: else... They're just not Ryan.
1: Exactly. Is being not trying to fully cater to my needs interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. because
1: I am a person who sometimes in relationships will take more than I realize that I'm taking mm. and if someone doesn't tell me like put their foot down at least tell me that tell me no yeah. or kind of point out that like maybe I'm being selfish or maybe I'm being too I want someone to read my mind too much kind yeah. of thing that like I'll keep doing it mm-hmm. and I wish I could learn it myself but I want to say because um bringing up um one of our favorite movies that we that we discussed when mm-hmm. it was cut when it cut out was everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. whatever everywhere everything I don't know yeah and me um I feel and also um with my friend Hannah mm-hmm. um that we're very much like Evelyn
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um in the sense that loving want to be loving
0: mm-hmm.
1: But have a time, like have a have a stubborn streak to us, you know what I mean? have a have a hard time acknowledging in the moment when yeah. what shouldn't be so like hard. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite scenes in that movie is, oh my God, I'm talk about it it just makes me it makes me so sad. It makes me so happy, sad. Um <laughs> yeah. I really love it. Um, the scene when she said, basically saying that <laughs> she's gonna fight, she's gonna fight like you, which is her husband Wayman, which mm-hmm. is in a loving sense, and not in a way that's just being needing to pick their battles every beat and have a battle every single time. Yeah. And I feel like having someone that is very supportive, like Mm -hmm. that's Ryan where he's very supportive and very loving, but Mm -hmm. also will let me know, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm being, if I'm being selfish or if I'm being, and so like those are kind of the moments where like sometimes I'll be like, I'll be having a bad day Mm -hmm. and I want him, I don't even know, like I want him to say a specific thing, but I don't even know what that thing is. (laughs) And like, Sometimes there's been times where, like, I'll be upset. And he said this before where he's like, Mike, I'm not just going to be upset because you're upset. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like if <laughs> I'm having a bad day, I want, I don't know. So it's just, like, weird ways that in relationships I tend to yeah. not be the most supportive. And he's still – he won't feed into it. Mm-hmm. He'll be very, like, no, Mike, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And in the moment I might be frustrated. But afterwards – and that mm-hmm. this was this has been happening for since I've known him – I've, like, learned to appreciate it so much because mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about myself yeah. in terms of, like, okay, I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone can be caring and loving mm-hmm. and not necessarily, like, give me everything that I'm asking for in certain yeah. moments, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I need that, which that's been very helpful with with my relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I was even just thinking that sometimes them setting those boundaries with you can be a form... Of care still mm-hmm. 100%. because it's <laughs> it's like obviously teaching you a lot about mm-hmm. yourself, teaching you how to be a better partner mm-hmm. as well, and I think just increasing our overall knowledge about like how to interact in the world and grow. Yeah, and that's part of life.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's very. Um, I feel like, and I feel like this again, kind of relating to med school. I feel like for all of us, not all of us, a lot of us getting into med school, mm-hmm. even if it's been if we look back and we're like, I don't know how we got here. We still have been at some point very conscious in the decisions we make and very, um, very like we are, how do I explain it? Sort of like we're, we make decisions and we're very forward about the decisions we make. And sometimes I feel like, and it's worked out for us. Right. And we were in a position that a lot of people would say is very successful, you know? And at the same time, it's kind of hard though, to, to take that and get a lot of praise which is great to get praise but Mm -hmm. at the same time realize like when does that stop in terms of my personal life like when Mm -hmm. do I know like I don't know everything about myself Mm -hmm. just because I know where I'm at in life right now I still don't know about myself and like I can be wrong way more times than I think yeah you know like way more times than I think Mm -hmm. um and kind of having someone that shows you in a way that's through caring and not in like a you're doing this wrong entirely but mm-hmm. showing in a way that's caring has helped me a lot realize the things that I'm like mm-hmm. and that's where I'm like I want to change because you're being caring about mm-hmm. it I want to change so I'm a and I think that's where my kind of wanting to be a better person for him comes mm-hmm. from because he does it in a way that is supportive yeah. so instead of it, it, I don't know it's like I'm kind of like oh you know maybe I should do that better yeah. like I you're think,
0: not getting defensive exactly yeah I, I think you're making such good points and like For us to be at this level, like in medical school, we've had to focus so much on ourselves, honestly. And we focus on ourselves in the name of helping others. And I do think that's true. Like We all want to serve and help take care of people. That's why we're in medicine. But getting into medicine is so stinking competitive that in some ways you have to think about yourself constantly on this road to get here. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying I observe this in other people, but I think in general it would make sense to think that in thinking about oneself a lot, you don't necessarily think about how you impact others uh-huh. or your influence on others because you're so consumed in trying to work on yourself to help a mysterious population of people in the distant future that you're not necessarily thinking about well how are my actions in this moment yeah. affecting my relationships with the people in my life and that that's kind of why i wanted to have this podcast like one of those reasons is to get us to reflect more yeah on that type of impact we can have on others mm-hmm. to get us to reflect more because i think those are those relationships that you're left with yeah you know at the end of the day when you're older you might be getting a little burned out because your career is too intense. <laughs> you come home at the end of a really long day. Your spouse isn't happy to see you. Your kids don't want to talk to you because you're never home. <laughs> like, is that the type of life you want to live? Because you're so consumed in mm-hmm. trying to quote help others. Yeah. And yours, you still are. Like in medicine, you're still helping but a it's lot still of a people. Balance. But at, at what cost? like, yeah. for your personal life and
1: and it. I mean, I am like this podcast is like. It's really, I mean, I think it's a really good idea, and I'm glad I'm glad it exists because another thing that's sort of kind of like a paradox is when you, if you, a lot of times I've had issues where I'm like, okay, I want to improve myself. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? And in the process, if I'm doing it by myself and thinking about it myself, I can spend hours thinking about what I can do to be a more supportive person Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day I'm still thinking about myself (laughs) more than other people so like it's if I do it too much by myself Mm
0: -hmm. then it
1: is very I don't know it's weird it's kind of like a paradox because I'm 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 trying to think too much about myself you know so I feel like talking with others is helpful Mm -hmm. because then like it's me not necessarily sitting there only having my own thoughts. You know what I mean? Having someone else reflect, having someone else bring up an idea that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Mm going to lead me down a different route is, I think, very, very helpful, which I appreciate. And I'm glad that people have been, at least in our year, I feel like have been very supportive in terms of talking about how you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's just hard to feel open to telling others how you feel. You know, (laughs) like...
0: Yeah, or sometimes it's hard to even realize how you yourself are feeling.
1: Because
0: I think there's also some level of, like repress your feelings uh-huh. that you have to do <laughs> in order to succeed there's but, also
1: a level of like just so busy that you don't even have time yeah. to process how you feel yeah that's another thing it's mm-hmm. like when all of a sudden something happened and you're like okay this is something intense in my mind it, it, especially like, for me it's been a lot of things outside mm-hmm. of school mm-hmm. that like and then all of a sudden I have a like a free weekend and I'm like okay my it comes back in my mind, and then I realize I'm like that happened a month and a half ago. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's it's wild. You mm-hmm. just don't really have time to 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 process how you feel in certain situations. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> not to be not to no. be so not to be so uh, uh, bring it to a. Uh, uh, but I feel like it's realistic. It I mean, not, realistically, it is realistic. And like another, um, we actually talked about this when we were walking in radiology in the hallway mm-hmm. one yeah. time. And this is kind of a subject change, but something that I think is very important. Yeah, And it's kind of relating to this in terms of how much you're helping other people, how much you're investing in your future versus mm-hmm. also kind of making sure that you're building a life for yourself that mm-hmm. you enjoy. And we were talking about sort of the investment mm-hmm. into medical school and the investment that for me personally, because so growing up, because I was from a very small town, mm-hmm. I knew... I know a lot of people want to get out of their hometowns. Like I know a lot of times, some people don't, which is great. Mm -hmm. Some people do. For me, it wasn't so much of a, I want to get out and if I go back, that's okay. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like, I need to get out. You know what I mean? Like I knew that was not a place... That was somewhere that I could live and have an emotionally happy life. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I were to move back now with like, with Ryan, let's say, yeah. it doesn't have a part of my identity that is so important to me mm-hmm. that I, I, I just couldn't do it. So ever since I've graduated high school, even before, I've known in my bones, like, <laughs> this is not going to be where I'm at. And my yeah. family still lives there, love to visit, but mm-hmm. I've honestly very much felt... Like I don't have a home really, like a, yeah. like I, and everywhere has felt very temporary. Undergrad yeah. was a was a, was a place that I was at for four years. Atlanta was a place I was at. Mm-hmm. in In Durham right now, it's a place where I'm at, and I feel like it's all kind of coincided with stages of my career.
0: Yeah,
1: and I feel like it's always just an investment. Like, when is the next stage going to happen? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it really dawned on me until medical school when I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm in my mid-twenties. Mm-hmm. My next stage is residency, which is minimum like four or five years.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'll be at one place. And at that point, where I finally get my freedom as an attending, mm-hmm. I'll be literally like mid-thirties. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this year in particular, I'm like, I, I don't know. I want to feel like I'm actually living life. Like I'm yeah. not just like this is a temporary, I'm happy where I'm at, and this is, but it's temporary. I want to start feeling like I'm living, and I mm-hmm. we have some classmates who, um, you know, like have houses, have um, spouses, houses, spouses, um, <laughs> yeah. and nice. like, and like, you know, like kind of like yeah. planting roots, yeah. In terms of, and to me, I think f- for how I perceive living life, that's something that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different versions, yeah, of yeah, like living.
0: different goals or what exactly. That means
1: to them. For me, having a partner is very important to me, and. Um, and feeling like I don't have to keep moving yeah. you know and so I think that like this year in particular I've been feeling a lot more like I want to feel like I'm living I yeah. I want to feel like even if I'm renting a place that mm-hmm. like if I decorate a Christmas tree that <laughs> like sometimes I'm like I don't even want to decorate a Christmas tree because I'm like I might not be here next year and I don't know like I just yeah. get into this cycle of like everything seems temporary yeah. that I, 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 I finally feel this year and this is why I, really that Ryan has been great is to feel that I'm actually living and have someone that I can plan some type of future with mm-hmm. um which has been very very nice I've ne- I haven't felt that ever before everything's felt very temporary and I feel yeah. like even if I'm going from one stage to the next like with Ryan being there there's mm-hmm. at least some consistency for me to put down some roots even if the roots are I don't know like in my relationship with Ryan as opposed to a physical place
0: yeah you know yeah like, you still have that emotional sense of settling yeah. somewhere. Or, like, someplace that feels comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. you can call, like, your own. Like, again, not to be cheesy, but, like, a sense of home. Exactly.
1: I mean, for real. I mean, yeah. I feel like we, like, I don't know. I feel like, I think like it's easier in undergrad because it seems everyone's kind of in that phase of, like, where am I going to be? What's going like to happen? Yeah. And now mm-hmm. we see a lot of our friends that, like, um... Um, went to undergrad, um, are currently working and might be, you know what I mean, having more of a traditional life Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't know, it's interesting. And it's weird that, this is something that I've thought about a lot is like, why for me is it a relationship that makes me feel that Mm -hmm. way? Like, I'm not necessarily Mm -hmm. upset about it, you know what I mean? But like, maybe it's just the way I grew up and whatnot. But like, for me, it's like a relationship that makes me really feel like I just want someone that I feel like I can, I don't know, kind of like take on the, as cheesy, that sounds cheesy as yeah. well, but like, yeah. Ryan hates this, but whenever I say like, have someone on my team, yeah. he absolutely despises when any, anyone ever says like, <laughs> like in a relationship, like have someone on my team. Yeah. But truly feel that way. That's, yeah. you know, that to me is, is very important.
0: Yeah. Well, like I think it means that you're not alone. In yeah. the world. You know, like you have someone on your side, on your team, <laughs> your team. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, yes this may be just another stop mm-hmm. on the way to some eventual future but you're not going alone yeah you know there's someone supporting you cheering you on going along with you mm-hmm. yeah
1: um. yeah that's what i yeah so it's been a very i don't know this year's i don't know i feel like i don't know if has it has been the same for you that like in this stage of your life you question a lot more about as deep as it means is like what is what am I looking for in life as opposed to just like Mm -hmm. career because I feel like it's very easy in undergrad for me to have been like career like I'm focusing on my future and now I'm like
0: it honestly in some ways I feel like the day I started medical school was the day I stopped being competitive about anything medicine related (laughs) yeah I was like I'm here I did it in four years if I if all goes well I'm gonna have those two letters behind my last name you know and then and so it was almost kind of like yes do medical school but also start thinking about what you want the rest of your life to be like, yeah. like up until like August 1st that first day of med school I was like gotta become a doctor mm-hmm. to get into medical school but now I'm like how many hours a week do I honestly want to work you yeah. know and and I don't know if it's 40s. <laughs> you know there's there's still a lot of like thinking and you know all of that to do like yeah. figuring out what type of specialty you want to do but yeah, I'm definitely thinking more about the future and also, you know, having Dylan thinking about what that future looks like together. Mm-hmm. Like, if he goes into academia and becomes a professor and has a lab, like, he's not going to have the easiest career either. Like, that's a really demanding career. Um, And thinking about what our lives will look like. How would we raise children in that type of environment? Mm -hmm. Like, how how present of a mom do I want to be? And the answer is pretty present. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So then how will my career reflect that? Mm -hmm. Um, And just knowing myself and... Like having the hunch now that I'll probably want to do something outpatient, mm-hmm. primary care. I love asking how many fruits and veggies you eat a week. I love hearing about people's exercise <laughs> routines <laughs> or lack thereof own, <sighs> and then we can talk about incorporating some like yoga. Like, I
1: literally got into so many conversations today <laughs> about our uh, not with <laughs> I was with these sorry to interrupt, but with these two Good. little kids, and we were like arguing about what the best type of fruit is. It oh, was okay. it was these two two sisters, yeah. and with me, and like one of the girls was like. Um, said so she like watermelon and I was like oh like I, I said I really like blueberries and her mm-hmm. sister was like I hate blueberries <laughs> and then she was like she was and then her sister that they were just like arguing yeah. and then they just kept looking at me and yeah. I was like so I love it too yeah. I, lo- I don't know I love I don't know. it's very fun it
0: is so fun and like so I have that sense about my career I'll probably do something like primary outpatient mm-hmm. peds you know, just being your friendly neighborhood pediatrician. Um, which, thankfully for me, from my understanding, that can have more flexible hours, just depending on what type of contract you sign. Yeah. Um, But there are other medical specialties where you don't have that much flexibility, again, from my understanding. um, Or you might have to work way more, have way longer mm. hours. Um, and actually... I was listening to a podcast. It's called The Nocturnists. And they're having this little short series, like Mm -hmm. a 10-part series about shame and medicine. Okay. Um, Which sounds very ominous. um, But it really just means, like, how have you as a provider felt like you're not living up to the ideal expectations that you have for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like you're not meeting the ideal. And a lot of us are perfectionists and type A, so that ideal is unrealistic. So. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shame in medicine but I was there were, this one provider was telling a story she was like uh, so, some sort of like cardiac cardiothoracic surgeon so like really intense. And she was describing being in the OR as a drug. Like it was a drug for her. She loved it so much. Felt like she was getting that like high, that rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that every was like this, I'm just reiterating her own story. And I highly encourage people to listen to it themselves because mm-hmm. the way she told it was phenomenal and really powerful. Um, but you know, she loved her career so much. But then over the years, she started realizing that her family life wasn't going the way she yeah. thought it would like she was distant from her children she was distant from her partner and and then it kind of became going to work was a way out it was an escape mm. she didn't have to think about the rest of her life when she was working Oh, and then that's interesting. yeah it is interesting and then she realized one day that she had to switch she couldn't keep doing that specialty mm-hmm. because of the toll it was taking on the rest of her life um, mm. and yeah she switched I don't know what she switched to, but something that was not as intense. And she said it was the best decision she's ever made. And now she's able to repair a lot of the relationships in her life. And again, I highly encourage people to listen to this podcast because it's really great. But it definitely gave me a lot to think about um, that that the specialty you choose isn't just the specialty you're choosing because you like working with your hands or you think it's the most intellectually invigorating. The specialty you choose also means it has all these ramifications for the rest of your life. It's going to dictate how many weekends you get a year. It's going to dictate how much sleep you get a night, probably how much back pain you're going to get when you're like 65, you know, (laughs) like all of these things that I don't think we're really thinking about right now because a lot of us are young and we're excited and we're going to like a really incredible academic institution that honestly has a lot of like phenomenal thinkers and workers, but it's intense yeah. and you can be kind of like starstruck when you're just walking through the halls of the hospital. Cause you're like, wow, they did this. Mm-hmm. They got a Nobel prize. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and then if you're just like, if I'm, you know, like me, I'm like, I think I just want to be like a, your run of the mill pediatrician. Yeah.
1: You bring up, I mean, you bring up a, like a lot of good points because like one a couple points off that mm-hmm. one in terms of, the ability to actually talk about that freely yeah. um in medicine I feel like is I think changing for the better in the sense that I feel like people are a little bit more honest about it mm-hmm. but I feel like before it was and I still feel this way that kind of hard to express that you want to also have a good for you what a mm-hmm. good work-life balance is yeah and almost feel shame about mm-hmm. that like this idea because like the unrealistic ideas that people should have, like, what you should be doing, how much you should be dedicating, and actually just being honest about it is, I mean, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that I, I have been a little bit more vocal about, but it's still kind of hard. There's certain times when, like, I don't want to sit there and say that, like, yeah, I, um, I like radiology, but, like, also another reason is that, like, the work-life balance does seem great. Yeah. And I know I'm a person who... Needs to, I like to have my mind active, mm-hmm. but if I'm not getting sleep, if I'm not having my own time out, out like I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. I just know that about myself. Mm-hmm. And, but it's still hard because another thing you that, what you said that made me think of something is that not, is that sort of this road is so long. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we are deciding at, I don't even know what age, realistically sometime in undergrad that we want to go to medical school mm-hmm. and then you go to medical school and then you have realistically i know everyone says you have a long time but still it's relatively short to figure out what in yeah. the mass amount of specialties cuz half the time you don't even know what most of the specialties are coming mm-hmm. in and then yeah you if you go through residency and yes you can switch but it's so it's so hard the amount of mental hoops i i cannot i cannot myself fathom any person that would easily just be like yeah this is not my thing i'm just going to switch and not have some emotional like feeling like a midlife crisis type yeah, of thing yeah. because you invest so much and you've you you have to kind of i don't there's so much stuff you have to go through that it's, it's so challenging versus and then we see other professions especially like pas now who my sister's a pa and mm-hmm. she's gone through like she went worked in the ed then she went to like an ortho clinic and now she's going and doing partially like obi guy Like, she's just been kind of, you know what I yeah. mean? And to see that and her just be like, she knows if mm-hmm. there's something that she's not quite feeling, there's some leeway. Yeah. For us, it, I feel like it seems, especially at our level, so much more locked in. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's just kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It, it's real. I don't know, it's scary because it's like, a decision I make now could potentially, comp- like you said, change literally just fundamentally how many hours I'm going to sleep. I love my sleep. I love, I would rather fail a test than not get eight hours of sleep. Wow. I love my sleep. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a chance that I could pick a career that I, I quite honestly would not be able to get my eight hours. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sounds absolutely, it's so, It's it, to me, Yeah. I, I don't know. Don't talk to me if I go into a career that that happens because let me tell you, <laughs> I, after like two days of not getting eight hours of sleep, I just can't, I can't function. So it's just hard because there's so mm-hmm. much and then on top, and then, and then on top of that, the last thing I wanted to kind of connect it to is in terms of then relating that to relationships, because mm-hmm. there's such a, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I know that decisions I make put me down a, a path that's yeah. a great path, but a more limited path. Every mm-hmm. step I take
0: mm-hmm.
1: and having to be and being in a relationship and being like someone, because our education is so long. Mm-hmm kind of, it's hard for me to sit there and expect someone to change their life so many times for something that I need to do, you know? That's actually something with me and Ryan that we've been discussing is in terms of, like, him moving here. Mm -hmm. It's something we've talked about extensively, Mm -hmm. and it's hard because at the same time, like, I don't know if I'm going to be in in Durham. In yeah, two like years. if he
0: moves here, is he just moving here for a couple of years? It, yeah. is that a big transition for him?
1: It's just, you know what I mean. But at some point, and I think this, this is what we talked about when we, when I uh, in radiology, mm-hmm. but sort of like needing to decide though when you're going to start living your life in the sense that what how you want to live life. You know what yeah. I mean? If, if for me, my idea of truly like living life, a big a, a portion of it that's really important is being with Ryan and being with him mm-hmm. not long distance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, when do I pull the trigger on that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because still residency is still a limited time. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen? You know, if you go to a fellowship somewhere else. Yeah. If you have a job afterward, there's yeah. just so many things that it's like, at what point do you just kind of like say, this is the time we're going to do it now. Yeah. And I will say with Ryan, it's been, it's been really great. Cause like Ryan has been very understanding about that. Yeah. We've talked about it. Um, And, 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 like, we've kind of come to the conclusion that we both know that if we want to make it happen where we're living with each other, mm-hmm. that it's... We're going to have to pull the trigger at some point. You know what I yeah. mean? We're going to have to. If we, we Like, we both agree that we'd be kind of fools to be, like, maybe just the next step. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be when it happens, mm-hmm. but to just have that idea of maybe the next step, maybe for residency, maybe for, yeah. you know, like, unless there's some actionable plan with that, it's it, there's a good chance it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like... When for visits, like when you visit each other from a mm-hmm. distance, I think you mentioned this early on. But Dylan and I do the same thing, where at the end of each current visit, we're planning the next yeah. one. You know, like you always want to have that planned. Otherwise, it could just be a maybe I'll see you no, in a I know. month or an two. <laughs> and, and then they leave, and you're like, I actually have no idea when I'll see their face again. Yeah. So I, I've I've always kind of thought with long distance especially like you want to have an end date like you either want to have that date for when you'll next physically see each other Mm. or for a plan for the long distance to Mm -hmm. end otherwise it could just go on forever like you were saying
1: i and when you're in like a stage where like like med school is still stressful yeah i can work that worry up so much in my mind Mm -hmm. that it will go if i'm having a bad day (laughs) it'll go from just like oh, we don't have a direct, like, a, a very, uh, like, specific date. We're going to see each other. To, literally, I'm like, I'm never going to see you again. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I'm like, it, like, will, like, drag me down. So, like, that's yeah. something that we've had to be a lot more intentional about. Is yeah. And intentional about time in general, especially mm-hmm. this year. Like, now we have it so structured, <laughs> Ryan yeah. and I, that that we literally on Sunday, we're, we're trying to still get the... Like work out the kinks in this. Um, yeah. We on Sunday we decide whether or not Wednesday or Thursday is date night for like Aww. FaceTime date night. I love that. <laughs> um, so it gives us the option to be like one of the two days. Yeah. And um, and like trying to, but we decide then just to like block off time. But it's yeah. it's hard. I mean, it's still because oh, mm-hmm. like it's 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 just such a little limited time. Yeah. You know. And Ryan also, I didn't say this earlier, really, but Ryan also works as a bartender, so he works he works some nights oh, as well. That's that yeah so like there's only a couple of days that we actually have and last mm-hmm. year it was it was pretty fine because like there was a lot more breaks in between classes but this year it's a lot more like mm-hmm. i can't just casually even on lunch family medicine i'm still charting like i'm still trying to yeah. look at charts
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah so it's it being a lot more intentional a mm-hmm. lot more intentional has been very important
0: mm-hmm.
1: um something that i'm still trying to work on in yeah. terms of like Cause I'm like, yeah, we need to be more intentional. And then I'm not as intentional, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I shot myself in the yeah. foot. Like, yeah.
0: or it's like, let me just do one more question, mm-hmm. one more practice question, and then I'll call you. And then it's a really hard practice yeah. question. Like-
1: <laughs> and then literally, oh my god, that kills me. Like, yeah. By the time I've been on U World, and I'm like, oh I, literally, I'm just gonna do like two more questions, yeah. and then I'll do like two. I'll get like two wrong. I'm like, I'm just gonna do, get one correct. Yeah. And then I'll get one. I'm like, this was like, I got it right, but like, this was too easy. I yeah. want one that's like a challenging. And then I yeah. sit there and I'm like. Six questions later, and like 40 minutes later, and I'm like, Why'd I do this to no. myself? Yeah, <laughs> like, why did I not just say no, I'm done? And then yeah. being like, like, Yeah,
0: gotta set those boundaries, mm-hmm. even with yourself. Yeah, you know, that's something I'm working on. That's hard, yes, yeah. you're in particular. I know. Oh, <laughs> <sighs>
1: uh,
0: yeah. I was talking to my therapist earlier today, and she was saying, talking about like seasons of life, mm-hmm. and we're in a very intense season right And sometimes those seasons can vary where by the rotation that you're on Mm -hmm. or the week that you're on, or even that day you're having like that in in itself is a season Mm -hmm. and you just kind of have to take it as it comes, you know, like we might get really excited about fall because we're like, oh my gosh, pumpkin spice lattes, sweaters, that's so fun. But also, oops, (laughs) seasonal affective disorder comes along. Like, so there's, you know, and you, you can't stop any of that.
1: Um, and one thing that like Ryan has brought up a lot, um, is that, like, we just don't know. You know what I mean? And I'm really bad at catastrophizing things. Like, I am, like, I'm, like, I know this is gonna go bad. I know this is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm really bad at one thing he always says, and it frustrates me sometimes in the moment, is just, you don't know. You You, you don't know. And a lot of times he's right, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'll be, like, this is, this is, if we don't talk today, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have a conversation longer (laughs) than 15 minutes in, like, four days because of just being busy. And he's, like, you don't know that. And then, like, in yeah. two days, something happens where like, um, I get, I like, uh, like for example, like I might have like a lunch break that is a slightly longer and I can call or that like, I got done studying earlier than mm-hmm. I anticipated. And it's just like these sort of just grounding, being grounded back in reality of like, we just don't know. Yeah. And then, um, and then kind of another thing you said, and this is, um, I'm glad you brought up therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause this is one thing that, um, I think is. Very important to talk about Mm -hmm. is mental health in medicine, mental health related to (laughs) relationships Mm -hmm. and just mental health in general. Um, But this is something I actually was just talking to Ryan about this, I think today, maybe yesterday, Mm -hmm. but um, last year um, towards the end to spring ish Mm -hmm. time, that's when Ryan and I were getting a lot more serious. Um, Things were going great. Um, I spent, like, spring break there. We were planning Mm -hmm. on, like, if I was going to spend the summer with him, which I did, which was great. But, like, it was getting – like, things with me and him were really good. Like, it was the happiest, I think, I'd felt in a relationship ever. Not Mm -hmm. I think. I know. Yeah. And I felt truly, like, I was, like, I really do – and I I almost felt bad for my past relationship because I was, like, I feel like every time I said I love you, I don't know. Like, I feel like like now, like, I feel like maybe I lied. Um, (laughs) But – Um, But, like, it was just so... It just was things were going so well in terms of our relationship. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was by far going through one of the worst, like, mental health Mm. times that I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to kind of go through both of those things in terms of, like, I'm really happy with this relationship. But just being in a very, very deep rut. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of the rut was just being so burnt out with... um, with school, and not even with school, for me it was personally being in the same building as everyone all the time. Yeah. It was really hard for me because I, I didn't have really, I didn't really have, I still don't necessarily have that many friends outside of med school just because mm-hmm. it's so busy. I'm not from it here at all. Yeah. And it was really, really hard for me when I would want to hang out with friends and talk with friends, but I was with them all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would, I would go home and then I would feel bad for not doing things mm-hmm. and then I would go hang out with people and then I wouldn't be myself mm-hmm. and then I would feel bad about that. And I think it was just going back and forth so many times that yeah. eventually, and then once you have tests every two weeks, it almost like, when does the end come? It yeah. was just so, so, like I knew it was coming, but it was just so hard to actually conceptualize what that looked like. So I was going through like a very, 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 very mentally hard time. And that was a hard kind of thing to bounce. Like I'm mm-hmm. really depressed. And I'm also the happiest I've been in a relationship in my life. It was yeah, it was, it was yeah. really weird. But again, Ryan was so supportive. Mm. Ryan, like, Ryan was just very, and, like, he was the one that kind of helped me realize that I needed to basically go back on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And so, and since then, it has been just so much better. Like, it has been yeah. so much better. And so I tell him all the time, like, I'm like, I don't think you really realize how much you helped me. Yeah. And, like... It, and, like I feel like he thinks that he didn't do a lot, but I'm like just being there day and day mm-hmm. after I just wasn't necessarily getting better, yeah. And still just being there mm-hmm. helped me realize again, like I needed to help myself, mm-hmm. and I think that like I would not have realized that if he had not been so patient. Oh my God. I know, so it was it was I'm very like I'm no, literally it was this. very like I like oh I don't think he realizes, and if you listen to this, Ryan, like I don't think he really yeah. realizes actually how much. I, like, I know it's partially myself, I'm still the one that reached out, still talk to my therapist. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, having someone be so patient, again, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same idea as, like, being a better person and wanting to be a better person, mm-hmm. be, and wanting to be a better person in terms of less argumentative, more supportive, but yeah. also wanting to be a better person truly for myself. Yeah. With him just being supportive about it. So, Aww. it's been well butrin is my best friend i say all the time whenever there's certain times whenever we're like like not arguing but if something comes up where we're disagreeing where i'm like nope it's fine let's just move past it and i'm like thank you i literally tell ryan i'm like thank you well (laughs) butrin like i'm like thank you for thank you for helping me calm down and be like it's okay it's okay just move past it um so yeah so i think that's something that's been very i think it's something that's very important in terms of yeah just medical or medical mental health and medicine mental health yeah. and relationships and yeah for anyone anyone listening I mm-hmm. strongly encourage just talk to someone if yeah. you can if you're mm-hmm. at you know even if even if you need someone to my thing is and this is for anyone that knows me anyone If you need me to make an appointment for you, because for me, that was the hardest thing. For me, it was always, like, there was multiple times where I knew I needed to, Mm -hmm. but just sitting there and being like, I'm going to call and try scheduling an appointment, and then sometimes I would, and it would be, like, busy. You know what I mean? I'm like, nope, not today. Yeah. Wait till my next, like, Mm -hmm. slight breakdown where I get them." so, like, (laughs) I think that, for me, was the biggest barrier. So, anyone, if that's your barrier and you just want someone to set up an appointment for you, I got you.
0: (laughs) And I totally co-signed <laughs> Michael was saying, yeah, please reach out if you ever want to talk or want help or want someone to pull up the link for you, yeah. we've got you.
1: It's hard, yeah. I mean, med school is just, there's so many things that are that are challenging, so many things that are great. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And it's one thing to go say, you should get help. We're like, but, but it's another to literally start dialing yeah. into, or into your phone and then like be waiting on the line. decide to stay on the line
1: yeah it is so it is uh, one of the i think it's one of the most interesting things is how especially now Mm -hmm. how supportive medical students are to other people getting help yeah but for themselves it's really hard to i fall Mm -hmm. i fell into the same thing so hard for me i would sit there and talk to friends day day and night and Mm -hmm. being like yeah like that sounds great like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. any help you need like being so supportive and then just completely ignore all my own, <laughs> yeah. s- like, s- like, symptoms. like yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's just an interesting, I don't know, just, yeah, find the people that, that are supportive. Mm-hmm. Ta- if you, if anyone, I don't know, take the, take a little bit of a leap of telling how you feel and, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like friends, people that you trust will help you a lot more than you think.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of going for a walk and a talk
1: yeah no it helps yeah
0: just like sometimes not looking at the person you're talking at talking to helps so much that, I,
1: that's actually a good you know what I actually i i i feel like i i do that and i haven't thought of it like consciously like i haven't yeah. been like this is why i'm doing it but i feel like you know maybe that's a really good idea
0: yeah okay well michael we've been chatting for a while yes differential diagnosis do you have a couple of key takeaways that you would like to share with
1: others. Key takeaways. Um, I would say the biggest takeaway for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: is in terms of relationships, whether it's long distance, they live with you, mm-hmm. I, any type of relationship, friendship, even, mm-hmm. but romantic especially as well, um, is find someone. And I shouldn't say find. Mm-hmm people that make you feel very comfortable and very accepted mm-hmm. um, for who you are is really important. I yeah. feel like I've always been around people that I thought accepted me, and they have. Yeah. I mean, but like the level of accept acceptance that I know Ryan has for me mm-hmm. has helped me be so much more honest with him, which has helped me be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that quite literally I can tell him anything yeah literally anything things that I have never told anyone else things that like I can tell him anything Mm -hmm. I can do the stupid even if it's just like like kind of just stupid a little bit not even like not even like that deep and just knowing that he will not judge me for it Mm -hmm. has been I think what's opened me up the most to him and also just kind of like to myself Mm -hmm. so yeah boil it boil it down to be around people that make you feel truly, truly accepted for who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that that's would be yeah. my best piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> that's so beautiful. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: well, thank you, Michael.
1: Thank you for having this me. This has was been wonderful. such a great
0: conversation. I, it's funny, before this I showed you this little outline of things to talk mm-hmm. about. I think we barely got through it, but I yep. love <laughs> the tangent that this conversation went down. And me I think... Too. I think we talked about a lot of really important things hopefully any of you listening hopefully it'll resonate with some of you um yeah
1: Yeah. and thank you for having me it's been wonderful i love Mm -hmm. as much as i love hearing myself talk which i do um (laughs) i also i also this helps me kind of just reflect and you know what i mean give me things to think about Mm -hmm. um and also just to appreciate um so it's been very nice so for anyone out there i don't know like ask to be on this yeah even if you feel like you don't have much to say ask
0: yeah i swear you have so much to say <laughs> yeah i feel like that's one of like the core tenets of this podcast is like everyone has a story mm-hmm. back to the cheesiness yeah i, I love subscribe that. to that
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do i okay
0: well thank you Michael.
1: thank you so much